We are honored and privileged to have you here this evening. Welcome once again to Clovis EV Free, um, where we aspire and desire to be a Christ-centered community. In fact, we say, in all things, Christ supreme. And you can notice that on our wall towards your left, up there high in the wall. Why? Because, not just because it's Christmas season, but because this is a reality of our lives. And in fact, as I was recalling and preparing for just a short, brief thought, and I know that it's hard because as kids and we have dinners and, and family and whatnot, but thank you again for pausing to listen and be reminded of what is the true meaning of Christmas. And for that, I ended up in what many have called in Latin, Gloria in Excelsis Deo. What a beautiful sound to that. Now, I don't speak Latin, so I have to use all the tools to, to do the investigation. But what it means is glory to God in the highest, or in the highest glory to God. In fact, our text this evening comes from the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 2, verse 11, and one verse, and listen to what it says. It says, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. If you would allow me for just a few minutes, let me break down in the original language three nouns that really speak to our hearts. And I would hope that this would, you would take this with you into your celebrations of Christmas and just be reminded that not only are these three nouns, but when they're translated, they're translated into three verbs. And so they're action words that describe a noun, but also speak about what this glory to God means. First of all, let me suggest to you that this glory to God is a praise to our Savior in the highest heaven. If you look at this verse again, it says glory to God in the highest. Now ask yourself a question when you analyze the text in Luke chapter 2. Who was saying this? It was the angels. Now, I don't know if you've ever been camping, but if you're sitting outdoors and there's a fire going and sometimes the, the atmosphere gets a little chilly, sometimes the, the darkness tends to scare us so we move closer to the light. If you like marshmallows like I do, you get a stick and you, 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 you burn some marshmallows and you start making some snacks. Some delicious snacks, I might add. However, notice the text. This is an angelic host. We just sang that a, a, little, a little while ago. This was an, a, an invitation from heaven, if you will. An invitation from heavenly host inviting. This is an invitation to come and praise the living God by, by joining in the chorus, by joining in the melody, by joining in what some have called the greatest doxology, the prime doxology that means 
glory to God in the highest. In fact, if you were to turn just a few pages, uh, a few books back in the Bible, and you went to this book called Psalm 148, listen to how the Psalter would describe this praise to God. He says this, praise the Lord in Psalm 148. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the highest. Praise him, all his angels. Praise him, all his hosts. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all you shining stars. Praise him, you highest heavens and you waters above the heavens. Let, him, let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded and they were created. Referring back to Genesis 1.1. And notice what it says. And he established them forever and ever and gave, he gave a decree and it shall not pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea creatures and all deeps, fire and hail, snow. Thank God there's no snow outside. But snow and mist, okay, a little mist, stormy and wind fulfilling his word, mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, beasts and all livestock, creeping things and flying birds, kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and rulers of the earth, young men and maidens together, old and children. Let them praise the name of the Lord for his name alone is exalted. His majesty is above heaven and earth. He has raised up a horn for his people. Praise for all his saints, for the people of Israel who are near to him. Praise the Lord. I think the Psalter is suggesting that we join in this angelic host of praise and glory to the highest Lord. And so we, we know that this text is telling us praise to our Savior in the highest of heavens. Secondly, it teaches us this following thing. It's an invitation to praise our Savior who revealed true peace between God and man. Notice, we live in a society today where there's a shortage of peace. I imagine these shepherds were out in the field outside of the little town of Bethlehem, the city of David. Today, if you go to Israel, there is death. There is war. There's loss of life. There is destruction. Boy, they are in need of much peace there, both for the Palestinians and for the Jewish state. They need peace. Think about America, the things, the violence that, that's going on here in our own country, the loss of life. There's so much need for peace, and yet this Glorious hymn, this glorious invitation from the highest declares to us that a Savior was born. And this angelic praise 
went on. And it's a praise to our Savior because He, and only He, as Jesus would say, my peace I give, not as the world gives, but my peace that surpasses all human understanding. The peace of God, my friends. That peace, that word peace here in this text means free of worry. How's that? Is it possible for men, is it possible for humankind to find this worryless or this worry-free life? The answer is yes. And the answer is a big yes in the person and the work of the incarnated Christ. And so, once again, we turn to the pages of Scripture that teaches us the importance of this, of this truth. Psalm 68, 65 verse 8 teaches us this. And it, it reaffirms to us what this doxology is telling us. So that those who dwell at the ends of the earth are in awe of your signs. Notice the vastness and the broadness of this peace that is proclaimed, that is a clarion call to all humanity that from that town in Bethlehem, a Savior was born over 2,000 years ago, and he continually saves and transforms lives in the 21st century. doesn't matter from what country, what background, what experience, what cultural or shortage of experience you've had, the Savior is not far from your reach. He came to give humanity true peace. And finally, and finally, this praise, this hymn that we, that, that we consider here um, in this doxology is praise to our Savior who revealed God's favor to humankind. Most people think that God is mad. He's an angry God. Most people don't read the Old Testament because they think he's a God of violence and he conquered and he's an angry God, a mad God. Well, let me tell you, my friends, it may appear that way, but this morning we also considered how he's not just a holy God, but he's also a compassionate God. You see, not only was the Savior born in Bethlehem over 2,000 years ago, he was born to be crucified so that three days after he would defeat death and the power of darkness and sin over the life of humankind who would come to believe in him. And so there's a text that um, one guy by the name of Paul, who wrote actually two-thirds of the New Testament in a book called Ephesians, the very first 10 verses help us understand what this hymn is really declaring. It reads this way in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. And you were dead in your trespasses and sins, in which once you walked following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that's now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, 
carrying out the desires of our body, the mind, and we're by nature children of wrath. Like the rest of mankind. But God, and this is the beautiful hymn that I hope you would take and treasure this Christmas. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved, and raised us up with him and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show his immensurable riches of his grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. And here's that reaffirming second part of that melody. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And it is not of your own doing, it is a gift of God. Not as a result of works. Christianity is not a religion of doing as it has been accused. Or that Christianity is a religion of moralism, which it is not. It is the end result of those who have encountered the resurrected Christ. And so, for by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not of your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of the work so that no one may boast, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works with God has prepared beforehand that we should walk in him. So what is the point of this hymn? What is the takeaway this Christmas for you? What will you celebrate when you turn on the TV and watch all the dire news? Some people have suggested it's not called news anymore. Or perhaps the loss and the mourning of a loved one. Or perhaps even distance from those whom you treasure and love. What will be the praise coming from your lips this evening? My friends, may I invite you to join in with us and this heavenly host that would say, glory to God in the highest and on earth, goodwill towards those whom God has found pleasure. God has found pleasure in you to present you and to remind you and remind us of the birth of his glorious son, Jesus Christ. May you bow our heads for a minute here. Lord, once again, as we sang Silent Night, what a great reminder of your commitment. As we learned this morning also of your mercy, as we heard the words tonight again, in that manger in the city of David, 2,000 years ago, no place, no room for Joseph and Mary, yet in a manger, the king of the world, the creator of all things visible and invisible, the head of the church, Christ, the Messiah, Christ, the Savior, 
Christ the Redeemer, Christ the Lord, Christ, whom all things and in whom all things are sustained together. Thank you. Perhaps here this evening you heard the message of Christmas again. And you've been so distant from God, so distant from faith. Perhaps you've even been upset by it. My friend, may you join the beautiful chorus that extends across dimensions to the highest heaven to us here on earth. The glorious hymn of salvation. Glory to God in the highest. And peace on earth and goodwill to those whom God has found favor. <laughs>